Lamar Jackson on his Instagram stories and an Instagram post posts a pretty cryptic or maybe it's not cryptic post of uh, a screenshot of Odell Beckham Jr. and himself Lamar Jackson FaceTiming after Odell Beckham Jr. is announced to become a Baltimore Raven which is triggering all kinds of speculation justifiably that that Lamar Jackson is returning to Baltimore and this is what he wanted to happen we initially thought when the news dropped that this was going to make it more difficult potentially for the Ravens to bring Lamar back when they're giving all this money to Odell. But maybe things have changed. And we're going to talk about all of that and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. So we've got, we, we were just live breaking this, but I wanted to come back and create a new separate video so that it was easy to find, easy to come and, and listen to just this topic by itself and we could break it in its own compartmentalized video. But on Instagram, this is uh, Ian Rappaport talking about it. Let's, let's put the actual IG story post up where this guy, Lamar Jackson, posts a screenshot of him and Odell having a conversation Talking about the, the the bringing Odell into Baltimore and new era, Lamar Jackson's excited. Uh, apparently, this is coming from uh, this is coming from from Lamar's Instagram. This isn't just like Odell trying to ride the you know the 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 train and getting and getting uh, Lamar back on squad after he signed. This is new era Lamar Jackson's Instagram. Three point two million followers. This is not some dummy account. 3.2 million followers. And in his, on his, his grid, he's got this story post where it shows Lamar excited, shows Odell excited, Lamar at the top of that post. And then the third slide is a video of Lamar Jackson dancing because he's excited that Odell Beckham Jr. is in Baltimore. Now, could he maybe, maybe, maybe just be excited for his buddy? It's possible, but does this indicate something greater? Does this indicate that Lamar Jackson wanted this to happen? Does this indicate this is one of the asking prices that Lamar had in order to come back to the table, sign his non-exclusive franchise tag, and walk his way into the office, sit down at the table, and ink out a $142 million dollar fully guaranteed three-year deal. My guess is that this is what it is. If it ends up happening, if this is, and we'll talk about whether Lamar's making a mistake in a second, but if this is in fact Lamar Jackson saying, you bring Odell in and I'm back, baby, I'm back. My prediction contract-wise is that Odell Beckham Jr., or that uh, Lamar Jackson is looking at, if I had to guess, Lamar contract guess is going to be three years what did I say the number was last time so Lamar Jackson's getting 230 million dollars guaranteed divided by five which is 46 mil a year times three is 138 my guess is Lamar gets 140 to 143 million fully guaranteed fully guaranteed one hundred percent fully guaranteed three years one forty to one forty three let's call it one forty five we'll make it a five million dollar difference there if he does come to the table now which would be probably something we hear about tomorrow. Ravens fans calling Odell a wide receiver one. Imagine that. That's fire. I don't understand how this is the the problem solver. So let's get into that part of this equation. Baltimore is not a good fit for Lamar. It's not. And if I've got my Ravens, you know, fans out there that are upset at this, I, I look, I understand why you want Lamar. I'm a Cardinal fan. I don't want Kyler 
But Kyler's the best option the Cardinals have. I'd rather have Kyler than no Kyler, even though Kyler's not taking the Cardinals to a Super Bowl. I, I At least I don't feel that way right now. I could change my mind, but right now that's my gut instinct. So I, I understand where these these uh, Ravens fans are coming from. I don't blame them. You know, Lamar is their best shot. But Lamar's not a good fit in Baltimore. Lamar Jackson's not supported in Baltimore. Now, maybe this is Lamar's misstep in potentially saying this is who I want or this is going to bring him back to the table. But this is not a wide receiver one. This is not a wide receiver one anymore in the NFL. This would have been an amazing wide receiver three in New a New York Jet uniform. And I would have told you, if, if, if Odell Beckham Jr. landed in a New York Jet uniform, I would have said that was an amazing move by the New York Jets. That's not biased. That's me looking at it from a completely different angle. Wide receiver three, don't ask him to do too much. He's going to get injured if he tries to do too much. He's probably going to get injured anyway. This guy can't handle wide receiver one, let alone wide receiver two wide receiver production and routes and targets. This guy won't stay healthy. So now he's the number one wide receiver. He's going to get injured. He's going to try to do too much. His body can't take that. And so this is just a disaster ready to unravel yet again. I've said it before. If, if Lamar Jackson goes to Baltimore, he will be a bust yet again. He will be a player I will avoid at all costs. If he goes to a better situation where he's enabled and given weapons, this is not that. Odell Beckham Jr. is not a weapon long-term for Lamar. If this is what Lamar is talking about, he doesn't understand the assignment either. He understands the assignment no more than the Baltimore Ravens understand the assignment. If he believes Odell Beckham Jr. is the answer and the, the way he's going to get to the promised land again. Now, I will give one caveat. If this is one of two parts here to make this wide receiver room effective for Lamar, I will I will come back and admit that at least the Ravens are trying. I, I will not sit here and say it's going to for sure work. But if they on NFL draft day with this number 22 overall pick also draft a wide receiver, I will circle back and say this is an improving situation. Munkin's here. Maybe his offense will be better. Maybe having a Quinton Johnston or Zay Flowers, which would be the most likely candidate of wide receiver at 22. If that is done, if the, the Baltimore Ravens sign a rookie or draft a rookie wide receiver and one of those four, not some other player, one of those four, then I'm going to potentially say I'm open-minded to this thing. But this signing makes me feel like the Ravens aren't going to do that. That's speculation on my part. I'm, that's total guesswork. But I don't know how this is going to work out. And and this is another one from Q. Q says unless uh, they get D-Hop to add to Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, I mean, Odell Beckham Jr., D. Hopkins would be similar to drafting a rookie wide receiver. I would definitely circle back and have a different conversation if they're going to bring in another big-name player like Hopkins, even if it's on a shorter-term deal. And, and Hopkins has one, one-and-a-half years, maybe one year left, and that will be in uh, conjunction or in parallel with this, you know, okay, I'm going to stay in Baltimore for three years, fully guaranteed. Maybe no a no uh, franchise tag clause if he's smart, and then he can move on if things aren't working out. I just don't think this is if this is truly going to unfold the way this Instagram post feels like it could now. That that Odell Beckham Jr. was Lamar's request, or it was at least something that is satisfying him enough to come back to the table. And keep in mind, Lamar's getting no bites right now. He doesn't have an agent like Drew Rosenhaus coming to him and Drew Rosenhaus went on a podcast uh, I forget what podcast it was or if it was on uh, an NFL network show but he, he goes on and, and explains if I was his agent all I'd need to do he's got to understand and he doesn't understand these things that's why you need an agent he's being ridiculous Lamar Jackson in this situation Drew Rosenhaus mapped it out all you got to do is make a better deal it doesn't have to be the same deal. If you can't beat uh, Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed money, you beat Deshaun Watson's deal for Lamar in another way. And that's what an agent's job is to do. Drew Rosenhaus said he could figure out another way to make a better deal than Deshaun 
Watson's. And what I just mapped out is a better deal than Deshaun Watson's. It's not the same deal. It's not better in every way. But this deal's better than Deshaun Watson's because Deshaun Watson's getting $46 million a year on five years. And Drew Rosenhaus could make it to where instead of getting Deshaun Watson's amount per year, he gets more on a shorter contract where he controls his destiny. And three years from now, he can go out and get a big fat extension or go out and get a brand new deal. So that beats Deshaun Watson's deal. There's all ways to kind of make this work. And the problem is this guy Lamar is trying to navigate treacherous waters by himself and he has no business doing so. And it just feels like it's not going to work out. If he goes back to Baltimore, I'm out. I'm out. Just like I've been out for three straight years and taking a little heat for it. And it seems like I'm defending Lamar and his ability to maybe go elsewhere if he gets weapons more than I would imagine, right? Because three years of saying Lamar's going to bust, Lamar's going to bust, Lamar's going to bust and getting a lot of heat for it. Now I feel like I'm getting a little heat by saying if Lamar goes somewhere, I think he could prove it. I think he could prove it in a place like Indianapolis. Get out of Baltimore, get JT, get get Pittman, get a different situation cooking. And I think he could prove a lot of doubters wrong. In Baltimore, it's more of the same thing. It's things like this that the Baltimore Raven fans unfortunately have to endure. And I and and I I I I feel bad for Baltimore Ravens fans because I appreciate them. I do. But they're so loyal, they think this is a wide receiver one right now. Baltimore Ravens fans right now are so loyal. God bless them. And I love them. And they're welcome on the show. They think this is a wide receiver one move. Ron Navy, you're live. Hey, Smitty. Oh, boy. Hey, I I just don't see the big thing with, I mean, with, with Odell. I mean, he hasn't done anything. Um, I mean, he's not, listen, the last time he had over a thousand yards was back in 2019 and he only had four touchdowns. The last time he had double digit touchdowns was 2016. I mean, he ended up with the, with the, with the Rams. He had 27 catches out of 48 targets for 305 yards. Granted, he had five touchdowns, but still those aren't. Those aren't impressive numbers. So I mean, more, what more, makes Baltimore for signing this guy for all this millions of dollars? And man, what makes them think that they're getting even a number two wide receiver? I don't know, bro. Um, bottom line is, like, even if he could, even if he could play that level, he can't stay healthy. So there, there's no, there's no, there's like no argument here for anybody that's going to come in and say that. You know, I think I think Lamar I think Odell could actually do very good with Lamar. Maybe he can, but for how long? For how long? Because the more you rely on him, the more likely he is to get injured. So it's not like one of those situations where it's like, okay, well, uh, you know, if he is better than we think, he's gonna prove us wrong. If he's better than we think, he's going to get hurt. And if he's not better than we think, He's not going to be a big difference maker. It's like a it's like a double catch twenty two reverse triple stamping of a double stamp. There's just no there's no positive right. way this is going to work out to the degree that Ravens fans, God bless them, probably feel like it could. And what are, what are they supposed to do? If you're a hardcore Ravens fan. You gotta you gotta you gotta suit up for this one. You can't just sit this one out. You gotta be like, okay, here it is. It's our time to shine. Let's go, Odell. Odell's gonna stay healthy ish. I can feel it in my bones. Like you can't blame a you can't blame a Ravens fan. I feel bad for him. But you know, are they better off with Lamar and Odell than Tyler Huntley and no wide receiver? Like, of course, of course. Like, let's let's be realistic for a second. Is this better for Ravens fans than no Lamar? Absolutely. But are you winning a Super Bowl? It's like Cardinal fans. It's like me. I'm a Cardinal fan. I live in Arizona. Are we better without Kyler? Yeah, if we draft Anthony Richardson. But if that's off the table. Are we better without Kyler and trying to find like a Wentz or something? No, we got to keep Kyler. But the car- difference with the Cardinals is we have the number three overall pick. And my own team, I'm ripping on my own team. My own team doesn't understand that we have an opportunity to replace Kyler right here and right now. And we're not going to do it because Gannon loves Kyler and thinks he's amazing. So, 
you know, rip on my Cardinals. If you're a Ravens fan, you're like, this guy here, what's he, what's he saying about my Ravens? Rip on my Cardinals because I'm in the same boat, pal. Um, let's go over to Corey real quick. Corey, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. So now they have two number two receivers. And let's just remember when Odell was last playing for the Rams, there was Cooper Cup. So, I mean, I think that had a big impact on helping Odell to succeed. So I'm just, it's okay, but it doesn't move the needle for me, but whatever. So what about what? Let's go. Let's go to Fantasy Dad's comment where he says Odell did come alive with the Rams. He could have a, he could have been a Super Bowl MVP before he got her injured. So to address that, I would say that if we're wrong about Odell and he can come back to form, and keep in mind that he's not only coming back from injury after injury after injury. If one player that has never suffered an ACL tear at his age would have tore his ACL and came back this year we would be doubting that player too. This isn't just like Odell gets a pass because he continues to tear his ACLs and have these injuries. If anything, every comeback is going to be harder. And if anything, he's more likely to get injured and not last if he's leaned on than ever before. So while, let's say you're right, Fantasy Dad, let's say he has got that ability still, He's If he's leaned on, he's going to break. This is like that problem. Like you don't want to use something because you know you want to use it. Like, I don't know. uh, I'm trying to think of an example of something. Some antique. It's amazing. You want to use it. But if you use it, it's going to break. If you don't use it, you don't get to enjoy it. So like if Odell does have the the talent, you're going to want to exploit it. You have to try, but it's going to break. The more you lean on it, the more he's going to break. So how can he become good? If you lean on him, he's going to break. It's just like, I get what you're saying, Fantasy Dad. And man, stranger things have happened. Like, can we say that Frank Gore was one of the most, if not the most injury-prone player in the National Football League? He had injuries from shoulder to foot to ankle to both knees to hand to wrist to, to toes. Everything. This guy was a walking injury. And all of a sudden, I don't know if his bones ossified turned into steel I don't know if he got knocked into some kind of steel mill like uh, 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 you know iron tank and came out like uh, a complete you know alien but Frank Gordon doesn't didn't suffer injuries and he, he, he his whole second half of his career was like a, a metahuman and he and he was just able to to stave off injury so like is it possible sure but is it Odell Beckham Jr. is he that guy I don't think so I don't think so. I think Odell Beckham Jr. You what? I think you're trying to say Frank Gore like is like Wolverine. Yeah, it was Frank Gore is weird because he was the the most injury prone player in the National Football League by far. He was such a walking injury. He didn't suffer a single like injury really, <laughs> like the second half of his career. He was a guy who's made of stone at that point. It was really weird. But Odell Pickham Jr. is not made of stone. Look, is he a good teammate? I'm sure he is. Is he a decent locker room guy to some capacity? Sure. Could he be a diva? Yeah. As Ron said on the other live stream, all wide receivers are divas. So if we're going to make an argument about you know Odell Beckham Jr. being a distraction or something, he's no Antonio Brown. He's definitely a good, sometimes described as a good teammate, um, very uh, very cheerful guy. And, and he causes a little bit of drama because he's diva-like. Could he get in your, your quarterback's ear? Could he make a problem on the sideline? It's always possible when you're talking about big, you know, name-wide receivers. But is Odell Beckham Jr. going to save the day? I can't imagine it. I can't. And, and, and if anybody's joining us and they don't know what we're talking about, after we announced that Odell Beckham Jr. was signing with the Baltimore Ravens and we thought, okay, does this, we weren't sure, does this mean that it's going to be harder for the Ravens to sign Odell or is it going to make it, I'm sorry, to sign Lamar or make it easier to sign Lamar? Financially, it's got to make it a little more difficult because they're giving Odell a boatload of money that he doesn't really deserve fair market value wise. He doesn't. This is like near, this is wide receiver one money. It might be poor man's wide receiver one money. Uh, to some degree, this is wide receiver one money, especially in Baltimore. And so you wonder on one hand before this, this Instagram post on Lamar's Instagram, we're not just talking about Odell trying to tell a 
paint a story about what he wants to happen on Lamar's Instagram. Lamar puts a picture of a FaceTime call, a screenshot, and you can swipe over and see it is Lamar. And you swipe over again, and Lamar has his third, uh, his video clip on this this carousel of three, three posts here, or two images in our video post of him dancing and excited about the news. And you can only draw really one conclusion that Lamar wanted this to happen, that this is making Lamar excited. And unless he's just ultra excited for his friend to go somewhere where he wants out, you know what I mean? Like, would Lamar be this excited for his friend to go somewhere that he felt was not a good place to go anymore? I feel like this tells me that Lamar is headed back to Baltimore. But, I, I mean, we obviously don't know until tomorrow. If this is the case, we should hear something kick-started tonight or tomorrow, maybe in an hour from now. I can't imagine this is going flat, but... Then again, the way the news cycle is these days, we think something's going to happen, then it doesn't, and then it waits forever, and then the Aaron Rodgers news takes forever. Wouldn't shock me if we didn't hear a peep until like Friday, or we heard it tonight, and I'm going live again. Uh, That's fire. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Yeah, I 100% agree with what you're saying, Smitty. I, I, I really feel bad for Lamar more than anything because at 18 million to not deploy that money to either get D hop or someone better than Odell. And I also agree with you. This is so Baltimore because it gives them an excuse to not use that 22nd overall pick to get a receiver that can actually help Lamar. And Lamar is, I want to separate Lamar from Baltimore, obviously, because Lamar's such a gifted player, and he's easily one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But him getting excited about this makes me concerned. If anything, I yeah, don't know. I'm I'm 100 with you. Yeah, no, like I said earlier on the other live stream, for Lamar to think this is a solution, it, it should worry you about Lamar's ability to really dissect and, and understand the situation and, and what he what position is is the best position for him to be in. For Lamar to think this is the solution, it's almost as bad as... Uh, you know, someone's saying to it in the chat here. It's almost as bad as Miami Mike. You know, he did have a backup plan, Mike White. We all like Mike White. So he did kind of solve the solution. But to, to literally... For Mike White not to be interested, or for Mike White, for for two, for Miami Mike not to be interested in Lamar, because I think the Dolphins win it, win it they, they, they at least go to a championship game with Lamar. To not think that Tua is going to be a problem, I feel like it's the same, the same kind of like reckless, um, unaware mentality. You know, to think that this is going to be the best situation for you. Like for Miami Mike to not feel like Tua is going to get concussed again and to head into the same, down the same road he went last year, it feels very similar for Lamar to go down the same road again in Baltimore. You're going down the same road. And as I alluded to on the last live stream and earlier, and what you just mentioned is 100% correct, having Odell, in my opinion now, makes it far less likely the Ravens are going to address the elephant in the room and get an actual wide receiver that can help you for 17 games and develop into a long-term asset for the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And and Skate Video says this, and I, I you know we're starting to feel like this is the, the, the way we all feel right now. No way Odell signed there without getting confirmation from Lamar because there was thought that there was more there were more landing spots for Odell. This could be what his agent did, though. His agent could have painted this amazing picture. This is why Lamar needs an agent. This is what, what agents do. He painted this picture. We all believed it. We thought that Odell had every opportunity in the world, didn't we? We all thought Odell could go to four, five, six different places. Did we not? Matthew just subscribed to the channel. Matthew. To the moon. You. Um, we all thought that this was a potential, like... Odell could go a hundred different locations, you know. That's what agents do. That's why agents are important. I do have one positive thing to say about Odell. Is yeah. that um, if he's going to survive his injuries, he got the best doctors doing his surgery because the doctor that uh, did my back surgery did Odell. 
and he's from Andrews Institute, so he got he has a great surgeon. <laughs> well, Ron, let's wait until we see how you recover before we make that. <laughs> let's let's see it. Let's see if you get a little little pinch in the side. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, so you walk into his office and there he's got a big sign thing of uh, from Odell thanking him for helping him doing the surgery. That's cool. That's cool. I had um, the knee surgery. The doctor that did my knee surgery did Garrison Hurst knee surgery and other other NFL players. Uh, Isaac dropped a four ninety nine super chat. Isaac, appreciate you. Isaac says, in a world where you can get here, I got to read this with my my movie voice. Ready. In a world where you can get a 30-year-old Hopkins or 30-year-old Odell Beckham Jr. with two injuries, I'm going Hopkins. There were so many better options, says Isaac on a 499 Super Chat. Appreciate you very, very much, pal. I'm just, I'm baffled, bro. I'm just baffled, to be honest. The fact that Lamar, like, we're all, are we all in agreement Lamar's heading back to Baltimore if we had to make a guess? Are we all in agreement at yes. this point? Yes. Yeah. I mean, what what other conclusion can we draw? How how can we how can we take this this um let me put it up on screen. How can we take this any other way than Lamar Jackson's Instagram story post and post on his on his uh Instagram grid? How else are we supposed to take this? But I can also well, see we're Odell. About to find out how smart he is. Because if he's smart, he waits till after the draft before he signs anything. Mm-hmm. But that's what an agent would tell him. You know, the other part of this is, what, what's the likelihood that Odell makes it through the season healthy? And doesn't that put Lamar Jackson at risk? Because his receiving core is going to be a mess again. And that leads him to either, I don't know, have to run a lot more and then take on injury risk or hope that Isaiah likely develops enough to where they can use a two tight end set and rely a lot again on their tight ends. Yeah, I, bro, I, I, my, my, my prediction here, so here's the problem. No matter where Lamar goes, he's learning a new offense. He's learning a new offense in Baltimore, new offensive coordinator, um, Baltimore is in a bit of a pinch because they have to start moving forward, right? They have a new offense they got to deploy. They got a new offensive coordinator. They can't wait on Lamar. And Lamar could technically wait until July 17 if he wanted to before, you know, signing his his uh his restri- his un- his non-exclusive franchise tag. And they can't afford to wait. So they're either upping the ante or they're going to I think they're going to get out. And so this was their move. They said, "We'll bring in Odell." I mean, this is speculation. And he said, yeah, or he said, bring in Odell. <laughs> because these, I'm telling you, these players don't know really what's good for them half the time. It's not really their fault. They're too close to the situation. Like my movie script example or my actor example. If you're an actor in a movie, you really don't know if a movie's going to be good until it actually comes out. You're too close to it. Like you go to a movie. If anybody's ever been to a movie set and they film a scene, you don't know what's going on. A car drives up, guy gets out, slams the door, walks up and goes, where are the bag of peanuts? And then they cut, and then they 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 say, do it again. They run it like 17, 25, 30 times. Guy pulls up, opens the car door, gets out, where are the bag of peanuts? And they, just, they do it like 25 times in a row. It's the most boring thing in the world to be on a movie set. It's like just small little film parts, totally out of sequence. The actors don't know what's going on. A lot of people don't even know what the movie's about. They've read the script, but like they, it's it. That's the way movie making is. And for an athlete, they're so embedded in this thing. They don't know how good these wide receivers are. They don't know the drop off age for a wide receiver. Lamar just sees Odell and says, "This is a guy. I know he's a, a, a good wide receiver. He has been. He's got amazing hands." Um, he doesn't care if you tell him statistically speaking, Lamar or Odell, Lamar doesn't care if you say statistically speaking, Odell can't survive. 
um, a full season as a number one. He doesn't care. He doesn't know. He doesn't believe you. He doesn't have that information. Odell will never survive wide receiver one or even high-end wide receiver two volume. He'll get injured. Could he still be good? Could he come out the, the door on week one and do okay and everybody go, oh, yes. But the more he's leaned on, the more he's going to fall apart. I feel bad. I feel bad. I feel like Ravens fans and Cardinal fans very much share the same fate. It sucks. I'm, I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm in Arizona, and I feel like there's there's no path to a championship. There really isn't. Not in the current state of things. Lamar is better off going to Indianapolis. He is. He bottom line is he, he is. Uh, real quickly, Corey, that's fire. Ron Navy, hang tight. I got a caller from the eight five zero. What's going on, pal? Hello. His time to shine. He left. Let's go back to uh, that's fire. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, out of all this, I feel bad for Lamar, but at the same time, he's doing himself such a disservice by not having an agent, someone who can handle the situation and play ball, not with the Ravens, but around the league. I, I really feel like the fact that there are reportedly no real suitors for Lamar would be solved by having an agent that goes in and not only, like, spreads words, Maybe he gets the favors, like you were mentioning, of teams that aren't interested, but then you get a few suitors involved that make it a lot harder for Baltimore to retain him if their draft capital deployed to get him. I don't know. I don't like Lamar going back to Baltimore. I think it's bad for his career. No matter Very. where he goes, no matter where he goes, it'll be better. Uh, yeah, like maybe Tennessee. With, with Let's say they trade away Derrick Henry. That could be worse. Or New England without any wide receivers. Like if they if he goes to New England, I kind of like the idea of it. But if they don't get Hopkins, they don't draft a wide receiver at 14 overall, New England could be a disaster. So Tennessee and New England feel very much like Baltimore. But they're all three bad places. Like I'd be out in every single one of those scenarios. If Derrick Henry was kept and Tennessee traded for DeAndre Hopkins, I could get on board Tennessee for, for a year or two. I really could. Like, But you're, same thing with New England. But things would have to happen. But Lamar in Baltimore with Odell, really, it, it, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, if Odell comes even close to his ceiling, then you made a genius move. Daddy Dennis, call in. And I, I'm not, not trying to go at you. I just want different takes on here. I think it's fun when we have differing opinions in here. So call in Daddy Dennis and argue this point. Um, I want to know what you what makes you think his ceiling's high. And I, I really want to know, genuinely. What makes you feel like his ceiling is high just because of what he did with the Rams and, and before he got injured? I mean, there was some upside there, so I can understand where you're coming from. But we'll have to see how the Rams used Odell is exactly what he's worth. At least a late season push and add some depth. Definitely not someone to start a full 17. I have to agree with that. Um, and look what happened once he started getting utilized. He got injured. That's the problem. And and believe me, I, I, I say this coming from a guy that's got very, I'm very injury prone with my knees. My knees are, are very, I can't go out and play basketball competitively anymore. It's one of the things I love to do, play in, in basketball leagues and do different things. Every time I go out, I tear something. Every time, every season, I did something, I tore something, I got, I put myself in a position where I had to have the patellar tendon surgery. I had to. I can't play any. I can't go play competitive. Why? I don't know why. I don't know why. You call it old age, but when I go out there and I exert my to the hundred hundred hundredth degree, I go out there and give a hundred percent. I tear something. <laughs> my my body's just done. It, it can't go play competitive left to right lateral sports. I can run. I can run like Forrest. I could go run a mile. I can do that. That doesn't injure me. But when, when we're talking about certain players, and I know I'm not, I'm not comparing myself to a, a professional athlete or Odell Beckham Jr., but when you watch somebody that has constant injuries, you can sense it that like Odell's never going to be able to stay healthy going forward. He's just not. He's a very injury-prone player. And I don't think it's going to change. I think it only gets worse for him. 
Um, this I was... have a topic I want your take on, Smitty, which is what do you think in the context of the AFC North this means for both the Bengals and the Browns? Thank you, Professor Stroke. Appreciate that that super chat. Um, let's drop that on screen so we can talk it out. I know Ron Navy is going to have something to say on this. Let's bring up last year's records, too. Let's put it all on screen right here, and we'll work it out. I'll give you my prediction as far as wins and losses. I know Ron's going to disagree with this, and that's fine. I understand, but I think the the, the Ravens, it's they're gonna they're gonna clinch this division in similar fashion to last year. Do I think the Steelers could creep up and be this 10-11 win team? I do. Do you I realize think, you just said the Ravens are going to finish this division, right? Did I? Oh no, sorry, Bengals. Thank you. Yeah, that's what you said. Now you got to stick with what you said. No, I don't. But the we ba- don't need your bias. The, on, on the, the Bengals are going to clinch the division like they did last year. Um, 12, 13 wins. Actually, give them thirteen wins. I give them thirteen wins. But I do believe Ron Navy Steelers can overtake. The second spot, I think there's there's going to be potentially a there could be considered a race. I think this is just my prediction that it could be considered a race. You know, up to midseason, a little bit past midseason, I think the Bengals do walk away with it. I don't think it's super close at the end. But could the could the Steelers win ten games and replace the Baltimore Ravens here? Yeah. Do I think the Browns are going to have better than a eight nine win season? I don't. Anything's possible. Do I think the Ravens win more than nine games? I don't. The Steelers, like I said, could win ten. I think nine, ten. Could they win eleven? I suppose they. You know, I think things. It does depend on Pickett. If Pickett can develop, um, but the Bengals twelve, thirteen wins for me. I think that the Ravens have a very small chance of g- gaining one of those wild card spots. But I will say that the AFC is a lot easier to claim a wild card spot than than the NFC. The NFC's got. Maybe less big gun teams like the Bengals are obviously huge in the AFC. The Chiefs are monsters. Um, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets could be huge players. They got a lot of big guns. But in the NFC, while there's not as many monsters, there's a whole lot of competition. So you got the Eagles, I think, clinching the East. You have the, I believe, the Chicago Bears clinching the North. But you have the Detroit Lions, the Miami, uh, the Minnesota Vikings. The Green Bay Packers is a really tough division. I don't see I see the Saints being in the mix. I think the Bucks, the the Panthers and the Falcons are are all out cuz they didn't address, you know, quarterback the way that I would have. The Niners are probably going to clinch the division, but the Seahawks will give them a run for their money. So you got the Seahawks, the the Saints are going to clinch. So nobody from the South. I don't think anybody from the South competes for a wild card spot. It's the Niners clinch the division in the West. Seahawks are the first wild card team in the North. Or, I mean, in the NFC. The 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 Bears clinch the division. So the Lions, the Vikings, and the and maybe the Packers, and the Cowboys and the Giants. Because I think the Eagles clinch. So there's a lot more competition. There's a lot of teams I just read off in the NFC. The AFC. You've got the Buffalo Bills clinching the East, in my opinion. The Dolphins will give them a run for the money. The Jets will give a run for the money. There's two teams competing for a wild card spot. Bengals clinch the division. Steelers give um, are definitely in the mix for a wild card spot. Ron, I, I I will give you that for sure. The Jaguars clinch the division, depending on what the Colts do. I don't think the Texans, Colts, or Titans have a real strong shot at a wild card spot, but you never know. It depends what the Colts do at quarterback. Uh, Chiefs win the division. Chargers, let's see what they do. Let's see how they do. They they trade away Eckler. Do they draft a wide receiver? Um, Raiders, I have no faith in. Broncos, I'm hopeful that Sean Payton can turn things around, but I'm not going to count on it. So for me, it's Chargers, maybe the Colts, the Steelers, the Jets, and Dolphins. I guess there there might be a similar amount of teams competing, but. That that's my breakdown of the of the two conferences at least. Ron, and, you can you go. Don't see you, Cleveland, or sorry, you don't see Cleveland winning more than eight or nine games. I I don't. I I think I just I don't trust Deshaun Watson. I could be wrong, but I don't trust Deshaun Watson. And I just I don't know. If, I just have a bad bad vibe about Cleveland. 
You know, I, I got the same kind of like reaction when I said the Baker and the Cleveland Browns were going to tank and decline. Oh, this de- the draft they just had, the defense they got, are you out of your mind, Smitty? Like, I got, that, that's when I said the Bengals are winning the division. Over the over the, the Cleveland Browns, the Baltimore Ravens, you think the Bengals are going to win the division? It, it was all Cleveland, too. A lot of Cleveland talk. Like, Cleveland's defense is so good, they have one of the better drafts. Like, we saw them fall apart before. You know, they're currently, they currently haven't climbed back up yet. So, I don't think it's crazy notion that they win eight or nine games. That could be a lot. Nine could be too much. I don't know. Ba- Baltimore. Is it, is it my now, Smitty? Yeah, go ahead, Ron. Tell us that the Pittsburgh Steelers are the number I, one. I, I gave you your, your, yeah, I gave you your uh, little Bengals thing there. So, um, and I know how confident you are, but, but when you talk about, the Bengals and the Steelers, you act like the Bengals just like dominate the Steelers, and that's not the case. Actually, you do know that the Bengals lost. One of their four losses was to the Steelers. And the second game they played, it was a 37-30 to game. So, for you to sit there and say that the Bengals just run away with the division, I think is is very biased in a way, because we, let's say the Bengals lost their two their two main safeties, their two starting safeties. They lost them. They've lost some key players on defense. The Steelers have ramped up their defense, have ramped up their offensive line, have ramped up in every single place that they can, and you're not giving them no credit for that. So, yeah, the Steelers, with 12 to 13 wins in a very weak schedule that the AFC North has to face because we go against the AFC South and the NFC West and the only real probably two teams out of the West that we got to concern ourselves. We get San Francisco at home and and we play Seattle. Those hey. are the two toughest teams in West. Hey, that's fire. Did you hear me say positive things about the Steelers? Uh, I did. Not yes, much. But can, can we, we be real here? This is not the debate we should be having. Because the notion that the Steelers are the second best team in the North is false. And let me tell you why. Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Okay, all right, so he's coming back off of his suspension and everything. This man has Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples Jones, who's actually been a pretty pretty solid player in Cleveland so far. David and Yoku. And who, who am I saying? Is that it? Anyway, the, the, this offense is going to be dynamic next year. I don't. I feel like Cleveland's a massive sleeper team that no one's giving any respect to. And I don't understand why. The notion that the Steelers are more likely to win 12 to 13. Did you say lo- did you did you say lotion? Deshaun Watson what what? Notion. Notion. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that was good. Go ahead. But yeah, no, I disagree. I disagree that that the Steelers are the second best team in that division. That's fine. That is Look, categorically false. Okay, <laughs> anyway, I, I hear what you're saying. They're 7-10. and 10. You don't know why. That's why. If, if Deshaun Watson being a complete, like, potentially being the worst trade in the history of, of the NFL. I'm not saying he can't still produce or, or bring, you know, get, earn his way back into people's hearts. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that he that was the most expensive trade. It was a disaster so far. Um, I personally... Is that... Daddy Dennis is on hold here from the 206. We'll come to you next, okay? We'll come to you next. I, I Personally, Ron, I, I mean, I thought I talked up the Steelers pretty well. I don't know if anybody in the chat feels I was negative on them. Just because I said the Bengals would run away with the division, but the <clears> Steelers <throat> were going to grab a wild card spot. I thought that was pretty nice of me. I thought I was being pretty supportive of the Steelers. <laughs> But that, but but you that's were being me. Nice because I'm a Steeler fan. That's no, what I you were doing. No, I I'm and, not. I'm not. I'm not. Ron. I always. More, I come at you, Ron. More competitive. There is more competitiveness between Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Even Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and the Browns, and and just in our division alone, there's more competitiveness in the AFC North than in any. Any, any division out there, Ron. I don't. I don't think I'm irrational or or overstating things or being a little crazy when the Bengals have been amazing the last two years. And if the Ste- the Steelers are the underdog in this conversation, 
So for, for me to say they're going to run, run away with it, you've got to understand why I feel that way, number one, because the, the proof is in the pudding so far in terms of the division. I'm not saying the Steelers can't win a game. I'm not even saying the Steelers can't own them in two uh, in two in the two matchups you know on the year but what matters is who's gonna be seated higher who's gonna make the playoffs you know the, if the Steelers can't get in and I'm not saying they won't I said they win a wild card or they'd be in the wild card hunt um and I'm not saying that because you're on the phone I tell you all the time if I disagree with you on something but but I feel like the proving's got to be all done on your side of the table and you're acting like you're the team coming in with the 12 and four record well, the proof, the proof, the proof in the pudding the proof is in the history the proof is in the six super bowls out of eight super that's bowls the past that the Steelers have won that's the past super bowls have since the next oh and two that's the past rod 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 you're you're having a now you're having a history conversation i'm talking about who's winning the division well, this year and you're bringing up past super bowls the thing is is history you just said it earlier history repeats itself history always repeats itself in the north just like the Browns have never won a Super Bowl and they barely ever go to the playoffs. Um, Bengals are just getting things. The Ravens are more active in a Super Bowl before Cincinnati wins the Super Bowl. Well, all I know is if I'm being biased, the team that I'm being biased about is the team that was down and out. They weren't good. Everybody laughed at them, and now they're on top. And they've been on top for two. They've been on top for two years now. So, like, I feel like I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm. No, I don't feel like I'm being biased. I think everybody here can probably admit that this is the the favorite right here by far, the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, whether Cincinnati you're going to prove a lot of Cincinnati also took a loss to the Browns. Cincinnati, Cincinnati in their own division has not dominated the division. Okay. Period. Let's go. Let's go to to. Uh, let's go to Dennis real quick. He's been waiting a while. I'm sorry, Dennis. Go ahead. Happy Easter, Smitty. Happy Easter. How you Colin. doing, buddy? I'm good. This is Dennis, right? Yep, this is Daddy Dennis. From Daddy Dennis. Okay, now forget, what was your point? What did I tell you to call in about? <laughs> it was about OBJ and the fact that the Ravens actually got a value, in my opinion, because let's just say that he does bust up. He comes out and the injuries have gotten to him. He's not the same guy. You just managed to keep your franchise quarterback and do something that made him happy. So at the worst-case scenario, they kept Lamar. Best-case scenario, I'm looking at a guy with five 1,000-yard-plus receiving seasons, a cultural icon, a guy that we probably can both agree has a ceiling that's unlike anybody else. This This guy can shoot right up there. And who's to say, you know, maybe he has a healthy season and it turns out to be the genius move of the offseason. That's the type of gamble these guys took. And, you know, for that, when it just costs you money, then why not? Okay, but here, here's the you problem. Know, just money. I'm, not, I'm not saying you don't make sound points in terms of like, how can we get Lamar to the table? Bring in Odell. If that's what he wants, do it. Like said before on the show by multiple people and myself, they're better moves to make. You know, I, I get it. Maybe you got to bring him in. Maybe that was Lamar's sticking point and they had to do it. And that's, that sucks. If that's what, if they couldn't say, how about Hopkins? And he's like, no, <laughs> like, I don't, I, we don't know those conversations, yeah. but Hopkins is but way Hopkins better. He's going to cost you draft capital. And he's going to cost you. You're going to have yeah, to trade but, for him. Yeah, but it's, Whereas, he's worth, he's, he's worth it though. And it's like you're getting rid of what a third, probably a third rounder, third and a third, a two thirds, a third and a fourth. I don't know what the cost would be. I know the Cardinals are holding on to them, but they're probably just playing hardball right now. But I, bro, I don't, I just don't see how. I get what you're saying, and in in to your point, if this was the only way, this was his request to get him to the table, then maybe they had to do it. But I don't think if we're just talking fantasy wise right now that this is a good situation for Lamar. Because he's failed there three years in a row, bro. And now he has to learn a new offense. And he's got his number one wide receiver is no different than anything he's been struggling with in the in the past. Injuries, Bateman kept getting hurt. Bateman didn't, you know, didn't deliver. Everyone was expecting Bateman to be this amazing player. Andrews couldn't stay healthy. Um, now you have Odell Beckham Jr. Now is it okay? Is it an okay situation? It's not bad. It's not like could the Ravens win nine games? Yeah. I just don't think they're going to be the second best team in their division, let alone win a wild card spot 
if their plan is to have Odell not be there at whatever point he decides to get injured. I just don't think it's going to put... Let's going to put Lamar back in the same exact situation as last year, which is running for his life and getting hurt. And not to mention, can we speak about the elephant in the room? This guy had a two, a grade two slash three PCL tear. Can I tell, tell you something about PCL and ACL tears? They don't, they don't just heal themselves. They don't like get, they don't necessarily get tighter. When you tear your PCL on the back of this model, you can see where the PCL and LCL are on the model. It's in the direct center of the knee. And let me use this pen as an example. If your knee joints are like this, and here's your PCL, you have your ACL and your PCL, they cross each other. Your PCL and your ACL are each designed to hold the knee from sliding off of the shelf, so to speak. One going this way, the other going this way. And when you tear your ACL or your PCL to a grade three, it's worthless. It's like a, if it doesn't tear completely, it's like a stretched out rubber band that has no tension on it anyway. So if you have a, a, a grade three tear or a two, three, three is totally torn, but you have a, a, a essentially a grade three tear that's still attached, it's a worthless PCL. He had a borderline two, three grade PCL tear. Which means that if this is his PCL, it's stretched almost to the point where it's very lax now. And he didn't have surgery. So this guy's got a vulnerable knee moving forward. And I don't talk much about that. But that is something that needs to be discussed. Now his PCL is going to always be a little bit of a problem. And that's going to cause potential deterioration in the knee quicker. It's also because it's not as tight of a joint. It's going to cause a potential further injury where the the knee's going to slip a little, tear meniscus. He's got more of a concern for injury now than he did prior to that injury. And so you put him back in a scenario where he's running for his life, I'm out. I'm out. I want nothing to do with it. Well, you made me run a lap the first stream I ever watched because I was so high on uh, Penny. And you... I, I default to your knowledge of the injuries here. I'm not really a, a medical doctor. I don't follow it that tightly, but I'm saying that since it's just money, yeah. if it was a trade, I mean, it's it's money. And if it makes it to where they can clear up cap space by getting more long-term, then they've actually saved money. They actually got him for what amounts to free. And it's just a die roll. And I think with OBJ, he's, he's somebody who's going to fill the seats. He's somebody who's going to get the hype going. And you I hear can't all that. name somebody else that would have done that. And it's just they went from losing their franchise guy and thinking they were heading into the pits to all of a sudden they bring in this guy who's bringing the hype to the franchise. So I think it's worth it. With your argument, I can't disagree with it because your argument's a very – I don't mean this in a bad way, but a low bar. Your, your, your argument's a low bar argument. You're not sitting out here you know, claiming this, is, right. this team's going to win a Super Bowl now. You're saying – this is a good move no. for the organization to bring them back. They're selling more tickets. The The odds of them having a Super Bowl run are higher, even though they're still not great, until they bring a wide receiver in. And who's to say they don't draft a wide receiver at 22 overall? If I'm being completely honest with the situation and being fair, what if they come in and take Quentin Johnston? I'm going to come back, circle back, and say, you know what? Maybe this is a better situation than I than I initially expected, but this signing makes me feel like they're not going to get a wide receiver, but that's just me. Ron, what else you want to add to the, the Lamar topic? Or if you want to say anything else about the Steelers, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, get Ron going on the Steelers. They're taking 49ers are so great, but there again, the Niners don't have as many Super Bowls as the Steelers. And they haven't been as many times as the Steelers. And they cry about Philly instead of sucking it up. They're, always, they're a bunch of crybabies. But here's the thing. is Cincinnati did not dominate the AFC North. They lost to every single team in the AFC North. And that is not domination. When you're a dominant team, you dominate your division. You dominate, your, you, you dominate it, and they didn't. They they. They lost to every single team. They lost to the Steelers, the Browns, and the Ravens. And they almost lost to the Ravens in the playoff game. So that's not being dominant. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah, well, 
Back on topic of, of the Lamar Jackson cryptic, or you could say not cryptic, very blatantly obvious uh, telegraphed, you know, mood and feeling, uh, IG post where Odell and, and Lamar are on a FaceTime call. This is an indication, we believe, we're speculating here as best we can, that Lamar is headed back to Baltimore uh, and going to, you know, renegotiate a deal. Now he has to sign his ex, his non-exclusive tag and and if he goes and does that then they can then work on the long-term deal. So it is taking away some of his leverage so to speak cuz right now he's out there rogue, you know, I'm going to wait. And I'm Ron, I agree with what you said earlier if I was smart um if, if I was smart. If I was smart, Ron if Lamar was smart, if I was a Lamar and I was smart, <laughs> what I'm trying to say, uh, real eloquently, he'd wait till he wait till after the draft because you still don't know if a better situation is coming along. However, you have to think that he gave Odell his word and his assurance because I agree with whatever uh, uh, message somebody dropped in the chat earlier that I don't think Odell's making this move if he wasn't given a very strong assurance from Lamar he's coming home. Wow, this is crazy. Yeah, this was this was basically they they got Odell for free. When you really look at the math, when they're going to be able to bring Lamar in at a smaller cap number this year, they're going to end up with more money in their pocket, I think. Because I, smaller cap the, number where, the, where, where, that, I don't I don't agree with that statement cuz they they paid him 50 they're paying him He's, he's getting. Uh, let me pull up the the, the deal again. I, I I don't know. I don't know if I will word it the way you just worded it. That's not uh, that's not free. <laughs> um, Eighteen million dollars well, with get... fifteen mil guaranteed. They're th- like they still have to sign Lamar to an uncomfortably high number for them because Lamar's not folding because of Odell. He's not. He's not going to fold on so? his. No. He's they, uh, like like I mapped out, bro. He's getting something better than Watson. But like, like, like was mapped out by Drew Rosenhaus. Better than Deshaun Watson's deal doesn't have to be the same deal. Um, I, 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 like I orchestrated right here on the board. If, if, if uh, Deshaun Watson is getting forty-six million dollars per year times five, right? That is two hundred thirty million guaranteed. So if you divide that by five, you get forty-six million again. You multiply that by three, that's 138. All Lamar has to do is have a better deal in a different way. If he's signing a three-year deal, instead of 133 fully guaranteed, he just needs to beat 138 fully guaranteed. He will get a better deal than Deshaun Watson in the first three years of the contract on a shorter contract if he gets just a little bit more than what the Ravens already offered him. All he needs is 140. 140 fully guaranteed. He's got a better deal, technically speaking, than Deshaun Watson. And you could say in a better situation because now he gets to take advantage of a 20% increase in salary cap that happens every two years, bro. Every two years. So now he gets at a young age to reconstruct a new deal or get re-upped with the, the Ravens or hit the free agent market. But three years, 140 to 145 million, 100% guaranteed. That is my prediction, which will be, in theory, a better deal than Watson's when you flip it on its side and analyze it. You know what I'm saying? That's and not free. That's not yeah, getting... I, you what? I think, I think the Ravens are going to be pushing hard for longer than that because they're in bad uh, cap position. They've, they've got to get them at a higher higher years than that. And they got to bite the bullet and just, yeah, he's injury prone and he's, you know, he's got his issues. But you gotta play with the math that you're given, and if they get him at five, six years, then he's definitely coming in at a cheap number this year. And he doesn't. Probably, they're probably going to be in the market. The problem is though. More. The problem is, Daddy Dennis. We've already made it. He's already made it abundantly clear. He's not folding. He's not backtracking. He's getting what he wants, and what he wants, he's going to need to get creative with it. Like Drew Rosenhaus said, he wants a three-year, uh, wants a shorter deal. He wants a shorter deal because he feels really? he can still get the bag. Um, but but I but I believe that I believe it will, and I could be wrong, but I believe it's going to unfold this way. I think he doesn't want. He could get a long term deal, but it's going to be a big amount of money. He he's not going to drop below the Deshaun Watson asking price for fully guaranteed money. 
The thing that, about the NFL, though, these owners, these teams, no one wants to give 230 guaranteed. Maybe Hertz and Burrow get it. And this deal needs to get done before that because that's going to, you know, trigger more of uh, Lamar Jackson getting bold and feeling like he needs more. But the way to, to, to remedy the situation is to do a shorter term deal fully guaranteed. That way Lamar gets what he wants. Or if they do some, some sort of five year deal where it still has the same structure, three years fully guaranteed 140 with a bunch of, uh, you know, player option. You know, it's more Lamar Jackson friendly year four, year five. You know, something like that. I could see it. But anything's possible. Hey, Daddy Dennis, I got to jump because it's Easter. I got to get off the phone here. Uh, appreciate you. Dial in anytime. Um, we had a caller, 916. It just dropped off. I was going to him. Ron Navy. Well, thank Yeah, thank you. for the show, man. I love it, man. I love Ron Navy for helping the stream stay up man he's a great supporter and he yeah, adds he a lot to the show man yeah he does that a lot uh, daddy dennis appreciate you calling anytime okay take care bud happy easter you too happy easter ron final thoughts i think i think you're right i think baltimore is going to end up screwing the draft up i think they will go defense or they will go like with another running back and they won't go receiver and I think they'll even if they if they do a deal with Lamar and they get Lamar and all that they're going to screw the draft up guaranteed they're going to screw the draft up yeah it doesn't feel like they draft the right players they just you know especially the way they 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 what back in the day they used to do really well at the draft but something you know, you got to you have to change course sometimes, and you have to make you can't just keep doing it the same old way over and over and over again. Um, you got to you got to change at some point. Yeah, they definitely they definitely they're, they're not, they definitely don't do a good job. I think drafting, especially the wide receiver room, and then and then it's not just like like one wide receiver that's upset or one person. Lamar's been upset. The whole wide receiver room's been upset. Um, with Munkin as the new offensive yeah. coordinator, maybe it maybe they change things. Maybe I'm not giving the Baltimore Ravens enough of a chance to turn it around. Maybe they draft a wide receiver at 22, but I'm with you. I think they kind of dropped the ball on it, but we'll see. Maybe I'm coming full circle later. Uh, like I, I'm at least open minded to that. That I could be potentially wrong, but I I kind of feel like if Lamar goes back to Baltimore and this is the solution. Odell Beckham Jr., whether it's it's Lamar's desire or not, this is not going to work. They've got to draft a wide receiver at no. 22. That's my opinion. I think that's Ron's opinion. That's a lot of people's opinion, I think, that are watching right now. they got to do something. They cannot walk in with Odell Beckham Jr. as their number one wide receiver. All right, nope. Ron, Ron, happy Easter. Appreciate you. Happy Easter. Go Steelers. See you later. Go Steelers. Yep. All right. Thank you, Ron. Later. Ron, what was our bet? What was our bet? Oh, Ron just hung up. Ron, Steelers, Smitty, Bengals. I have it written here. Division win. Uh, 760. That's what it was. Ron, call back real quick. Ron, Navy, and I have a massive bet. A massive bet. I totally forgot about. I, I'm so glad I wrote it on the board. I know Ron would remember it. Ron, Ron is Ron never makes a bet he doesn't pay. So I know Ron would have remembered it. But Ron, call him real quick. Ron and I have the biggest bet you could have. And Ron's putting his cojones on the line in a major way. If anybody doesn't respect Ron Navy's Steeler takes or his Steeler bias or whatever, you have to respect Ron Navy's uh, bet that we have. So, Ron, we have a bet. The Steelers, Bengals division win, right? Yep. The Bengals yep, win. If the Bengals win the division, you're going to match your highest super chat of the year, which everybody needs to yep. see on screen for themselves. Uh, where? Why is that not on there? Hold on. Let me put it on. Biggest super chat. Yeah. 765. 
Ron Navy's dropping a $766 super chat if the Bengals win the division. And if the and if the uh if the Steelers win the division, I'm writing Ron Navy was right. What am I writing on my forehead? Ron Navy was right. Um Steelers. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. Ron Navy was right, and I'm wearing it during a whole show. Yeah, and then you're putting uh, Ron Navy to cover the top part of the yeah. top half of the screen. Yeah, done. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Let's go. Let's go, Joe Burrow. I got my look. I made a bet the with one, Rock. The, the one caller said, "said Put your money where your mouth is," you know, and I always do. Yeah, Ron does. Ron does. I mean, that's that's it's, he's a bold he's a bold man. Um, I won. I don't know if you guys remember. I made a bet with Raj, where Raj said that Juwan Jennings, the 49er fans are so biased. It's so easy to win a bet with the 49er fan because they get so excited about a player. And he was like, he was on a live stream, oh, and he was t- t- yeah, he was talking about Juwan Jennings. He's like, he's a dog. Juwan Jennings is a dog. I'm like, Juwan Jennings is nothing. And I remember we did some projections, and I had Juwan Jennings getting one touchdown. He's like, I can't believe the disrespect you have for Juwan Jennings. And 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 so Raj and I made a bet. He said he'd score. I think it was six plus touchdowns. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, "You got to be out of your mind, bro." Uh, so we bet a jersey. And I and he and Raj was a man of his word. He paid up the jersey. He bought the jersey. It's coming. It'll be here. Like I think in a couple days. It's a Joe Burrow black jersey. It's phenomenal. Uh, I can't wait to wear it. I'm gonna wear it the moment I win Ron Navy's bet as well. And I'll have it on. Let me let me get the let me get the jersey on the screen here. Here's the jersey. It's on the way. It should be here in days. Courtesy of of Raj for losing his bet of Juwan Jennings having like six plus touchdowns. Here here's a picture of it right here. So I, I bought the black one. I like this one. This one looks really nice. I'm gonna wear this one during any kind of Joe Burrow hype video that we're doing. But anyway, Ron, appreciate you, class act. We'll see you later, pal. Happy Easter. All right, later, Smitty. Later. Um, I'll see you all later. If news breaks, I'll go live again, but happy Easter. Professor Stroke, appreciate your super chat. How the Rams use Odell is exactly what he's worth. I appreciate you dropping that. Isaac, appreciate your $5 hauler. Or Isaac um, talked about 30-year-old Hopkins and doing all that so appreciate those super chats you guys dropped on this stream appreciate all the super chats on the previous stream we ran two back-to-back streams if you missed the Brees hall odell beckham jr and aaron Rodgers live stream i did right before this go go check that stream out it's on my youtube i'll see you all later people are getting burrowed left and right and people are gonna remember it get burrowed